0: Oh, yes. Welcome back to Hume Summer 2022. What? Hey, can you guys give a big round of applause for our cast, our stars of the show? Come on out. Show your faces. Yes, there she is. There is Eve. Hey, you guys, I love you guys. Thank you, guys. You killed it. I love you. Um, I'll see you later. They'll see you later too. Give it up for them one more time. Oh, yes. And our tree people, this is what we refer to as our treeple. Because if you put tree and people together, you get tr- okay, we're gonna try it again. If you put tree and people together, you get there. It is so proud of you. I'm gonna I'm gonna just stand here for a minute. Man. I'm going to wait. <laughs> Thank you, Jacob. Everyone say thanks, Jacob. Hey, Jacob. hey did, in all honesty, you guys like that? Yeah. Good. We we thought so long and hard about it. Thank you, Susie. Everyone, give it up for Susie. Yeah. Hoo, 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 hoo. You can hang out with her all week long. She's here till Saturday, times ten. But you guys are only here till time Saturday. Um, hey, we have thought about the, <laughs> I know math is hard. Um, we have thought about this theme long and hard. For to be honest with you guys, we developed this in the fall of 2020 right during COVID, right? So Hume Lake, unfortunately, we had to close down because the pandemic was at its height. We didn't have summer camp. And there's a group of us who work here in our program department, the camp directors. And in the spirit of trying not to waste the pandemic, we met in the fall and we said, man, what do we want to communicate to our students in 2022, knowing that we were gonna have Gyra in the road out of Copperhead last year as we talked about, ooh, ooh, yeah, who as we talked about the character of who God is and we felt in the fall of 2020 that was so timely was that we wanted to communicate truth to you guys and not just communicate truth because we do that every year, but to stand and to make a claim and say, in a world that claims that anything can be accepted as truth, oh, microphone, in a world where anything can be accepted as truth, right, phrases such as my truth versus your truth, Versus do what's true for you, live your truth. Those are used every single day, which makes it relative. It means it's up to the person of whoever is defining what's true in that moment, in that era, in that culture. And yet, if the last line here, if you open up the word of God and you let it breathe out, Jesus himself in John 14, 6 says, I am the way the truth, and the life, that no one comes to the Father except through me. Right, so now you're left with this world who would say, no, 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 You define your own truth. You want that to be true for you. You want your emotions and your feelings and your heart to rule. Follow your heart. Do what's true for you. Compared to a biblical version of Jesus who says, no, 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 I am the way, the truth, and the life. And so we find ourselves here in this present generation, going, what do we do with this? What do we do with a Jesus who claims that he and and truth are the same? That if he didn't say it, if he didn't do it, then it's not true. So what do we do with when our heart and our emotion and our feelings and our opinions rule and we go, ah, but I want that to be true? Do you see that? And I know you guys feel it. We are not choosing to do this theme this summer, you guys, to merely insist, and I'm going to go here in a little bit, but I'm going to go here now. We're not doing this theme on truth to just say, man, we want to make a stand, and we want to claim that truth is absolute, meaning it's true for every single one of you in this room, whether or not you like it, whether or not you agree with it. But we want to do this and approach you guys. And in 1 Corinthians 13, it says that that. Truth that love does not rejoice in wrongdoing, it does not insist on its own way of being right, but it rejoices with the truth. And so, student and friend, and counselor and youth pastor, hear our heart in this. We are here standing saying, I'm gonna cry, I'm a weeper. You can ask my team. This message is so important. And this theme is about you guys right now, present day. And I'm saying, friend, I love you. I don't know your names. I don't know every single one of your names. And I'm not going to learn all your names, although I could try. I'm probably not going to. But the God of the universe who created all things, who sustains all things, does. And he does know your name and he created you uniquely, and he knows every hair on your head, and he loves you, and he cares that you get this message, because it's twofold. We as Christ followers, for those of us who are in Christ and claim that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life, we are to be a light to the world around us, right? To be a light to the other believers and saints who claim Jesus, and I was just talking about this with my team today, my older brother, Share a little story with you guys. My older brother, his name's Michael. We love him. He's the best. He grew up in the church. He walked away from his faith. He just, there's a whole lot of reasons there. And right now, he's so heartbroken over the state of the world. And guess what? Christ follower. They're looking at us. They're looking at us for those of us who claim Jesus Christ as our Savior that claim that Jesus came from heaven to earth to make a way, to die for my sin, for my place on the cross, that I I deserve that death. I deserve that. And Jesus in his mercy withheld that. And in his grace gave me something that I do not deserve that is true for every single one of you who are in Christ Jesus. And the world is looking. The world is wondering Where are we going? Truth is relative. It's dependent on whatever any one of us at any moment wants to claim is true and say that it's good. Yikes. Have you guys felt that? Right? If there's anything in the last two years that we've learned, we're going, what What is true? Right? Have you asked yourself that in the last couple years? What is true? And for us, (laughs) man, in John 8, Jesus says the truth is gonna set you free. The truth will set you free. And so this week we go to the word of God, we're gonna study the entire book of John together and we are gonna look at the person and life of Jesus Christ, his teachings, his miracles, what he claims about himself, what he did. And at the end of the week, we're gonna say, what now? So what do we do with this? If this is true, then how shall I live? right? If you guys have your Bibles, flip on over to John. And don't feel bad if you have to say Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I am not going to tell you how old I am, but I still do that. Okay, flip over to... Actually, let's rewind and flip over to Genesis chapter three. Uh, It's the first book in the Bible. If you don't have a Bible, raise your hands. Ooh, ooh, great. Lead counselors, if you are back there, can you bring Bibles out for those who do not have Bibles? We would like to give you a gift of the Bible. It's the best gift we could ever give you. I was like, why are your hands raised? I'm there now. I told you to do that. We got some folks in the balcony too, so maybe... Um, Candace, if you want to go up to the balcony, that would be wonderful. We got a squad. Okay, so for those of you who are there, give me a yip, yip. yip, yip. Wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. It's hot. Does anyone else feel that? Just me? That makes perfect sense. All right, so let's explain what it is that we just saw in the opener, right? How many of you guys, when you heard we were doing this theme on Truth Be Told and then you didn't see a trailer come out with like pirates, were like, man, I wonder if there's a theme at camp this summer. Did you guys ask that question? This is also a really good like sample group for me to understand. So you did. Kingsburg boys, you thought that. Yeah, you're like, what are we going to do? I mean, how could you possibly do anything, right? If there's not a world, right? You guys from Kingsburg? Flagstaff, Kingsburg, where are you at? (laughs) Sorry that I thought you were them. I thought that because you knew Ryan, but now I understand Ryan, too, is from Arizona. Now I just look like a fool. So in the opener, you saw two really main important things and some really cool spoken word pieces, right? In the very beginning of the opener, you saw all of these humans walk out with these glowing orbs, right? All these orbs are representing in this opener is our choice to choose what we desire in the sight of our own eyes rather than what God has said and established, okay? And so if you open up Genesis 3, we're not gonna go into this a ton, but I'm just gonna show you guys why we chose to do this in the opener. In Genesis chapter 3, it says this, verse one, give me a yip-yip. Yip-yip, I like it. But the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die. And you saw our friend Alex play this so well. You will not surely die. For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes and that the tree was desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate And she also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate, right? So why did we go there? Why did we go to the very beginning in this opener? Because simply put, what happened then is the very same thing that is happening now, right? We have the word of God. God has spoken. He has revealed himself to us through his word. You need one still? Right here. Front row. He's revealed himself to us through his word. We know what he said plainly. And yet we over and over and over and over again, (laughs) she still needs one. And over again, choose, listen up you guys, over and over and over again, we choose what's right in the sight of our own eyes rather than what God has said and established in his word. And that's the very thing that's happening right now in culture. We know, we can go to the word of God and say, God, I know what you say plainly about this. And yet I don't like that. I disagree with that. That makes me feel like I don't want to do that. And then we go, well, then I'm just going to choose what's right in the sight of my own eyes. I think this is right. I think this is true. Do you see this? We do this all the time. And friend, let me tell you, I understand and I'm with you there are moments when I read God's word and I wrestle through it. And I go, God, but if this is true, if you are true, if you are the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through you, Jesus Christ, except through us professing our faith in Jesus Christ, then what does that mean for my family who does not know you? Well, if you go to Romans, it means that they are gonna be separated from him forever for the wages of our sin is death, right? And I read that, you guys, and I love my family so much, and I would do everything I could, and I would change their heart if only I had the power to do so. But I don't. And yet I trust what God has said and established in his word because he is the creator of the universe. He is king, He's king over your life, over my life, whether or not I want to be my own king, queen. But you get what I'm saying, right? Whether or not I want to be in charge of my life, God is in charge of my life. Flip over now to John. I'm going to read you guys our theme verse. It's in John chapter 18, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, New Testament. John, John 18. Still going. John 18, verse 33. Give me a solid yip-yip when you're there. Are you lying? No, you were honest, and I respect that. I just, for those of you who want to know what just happened there, I said, are you lying? She goes, yes. Thank you. What's your name? What was it? Bailey. Bailey. I like it. Honesty is the best policy, is what my mom used to tell me. All right, so John 18, this is our theme verse. For the summer. And so we're going to get to this, if my memory serves me correctly, on Thursday. But let me give you guys a little fast forward of what's going on here. Throughout the book of John, Jesus shows up on the scene. Here he is. He's performing miracles. He's claiming that he has come in the authority of the Father, saying that he is God. And people are ticked. Right? They're like, this man cannot be God. Surely it's heresy. Surely he's not the Savior of the world. And what's interesting? What's interesting? You guys will hear this from Brian tomorrow. What's interesting is in the very beginning, the religious elite and the Pharisees approach John the Baptist, and they go to him and they say, "Hey, are you the one? Are you the prophet? Are you the Messiah?" And John's like, "No, no, 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 not I, not I. But I pave the one for who is to come." And so although real people in real time in this historical, wonderful, beautiful book of God's words, we see people knowing that the Messiah is to come. And they're going to anticipate his coming. And then he shows up on the scene and they're like, no, it's not you. Right? So that happens in John 1. And then to really fast forward, you see Jesus' life and his ministry. He begins to raise Lazarus from the dead. He claims that he is the same. He and truth are one. He claims that no one comes to the Father except through him. He claims to be God. He claims to be at the beginning with God. And now for us, present day, we can read the text and we have the full revelation, right? And we can go, oh, awesome. Of course that's Jesus. We can trust this. But at the time, could you imagine being like, hmm, I know this is supposed to happen, but are you him? Right? Like, it's, I don't know what I would do. It's easy for me to look at it and go, oh, yeah, dummies, of course it's Jesus. But, like, I wasn't there and now I know what I know now. Right? So he's doing all these things. He's performing miracles. He's claiming to be God. And the people want nothing to do with him. They want him crucified. Right? They want to kill him. They want to kill him. Want him gone. He is flipping upside down any sort of social construct they know, any sort of religious construct they're aware of, and he's just saying, hey, I, I was in the beginning with the Father. I am God, and they want to kill him. So in John 18, it says this in verse 33. This is our theme verse. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would have been fighting that I might not be delivered over to the Jews, but my kingdom is not from the world. Then Pilate said to him, bless you, so you are king. Jesus answered, you say that I am a king. For this purpose I was born, and for this purpose I have come into the world, to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. And Pilate looks at him and says the same thing that we are asking today that our world is so desperately trying to understand. He looks at me and says, what is truth? That's bananas, right? Like we're not, this isn't new. This is not new to us right now in this generation. This has been going on since Jesus, trying to understand what is even true. How can this man claim to be of these things, right? And that's our theme verse for you guys because we want you guys to start thinking and asking that question of what is truth? What is it? Is it something that you have decided in your own heart and mind because you think it really matches your idea of what truth should be? Or is it the biblical version of what Jesus has said? So plainly in his word So plainly. So I'm going to say two things, I think, maybe more. Handwritten notes. Old school. They really are literally also handwritten. Here's the deal. This is the last couple things I want to say to you guys. Flip over now to 1 Corinthians 13, and we are going to talk through this way more on Tuesday morning together. And I mentioned this earlier. If at the end of the week, at your time here at Hume this summer, that all we have done on our end is present a really wonderful factual case for Christ, man, we've missed some of it. And so what I want you guys to know and hear right now in this chapel tonight, before we go into the rest of the week, is that student, counselor, youth pastor, staff, me, we're loved. We are loved by the creator of the universe. So let's read this together. It says, This, if I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but not love, I am nothing. If I give away all that I have and if I deliver up my body to be burned but have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. So here's what I want you guys to hear from me tonight. The next six days, (laughs) the next six days, we are gonna be talking about truths found in God's word that we believe are very, very foundational and important for you guys to know that as you leave this place on Saturday and go back with your churches that love you and who give so much time and energy to minister to you and come alongside you, that you would leave this place and you would be able to go, Counselor, youth pastor, will you help me navigate this world as I try to understand what it is that Jesus is trying to call me to? That you would be able to go to the word of God and you would be able to form a biblical worldview about all of the issues that are going to face you down the mountain when you leave. I'm not here to do that for you. I am not here to tell you what I think you should feel or think about certain things. My prayer and my hope is that you guys would be equipped to go down the mountain alongside your churches and look to the word of God to form a biblical worldview about the way that we should be living as Christ followers. So hear this right here. Love, right? It's not irritable irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing. It doesn't insist on its own way, but rejoices with the truth. We are not here to point fingers and simply make a lot of truth claims about who Jesus is and who God is. We are here to say we're going to open up the word of God together. We are going to see what Jesus himself says about truth. And then I'm going to ask you to then say, what now? How then shall I live if this is what Jesus is saying? And so for those of you who are in Christ, can we do this together this week? The world needs men and women who love God who love his word and love others, right? I think we've felt that. I think we've felt such a divide, such a divide, because we get so caught up of insisting on our own way of being right that we have lost the heart of Jesus. And for those of you who are in this room who you're like, I did not know that I signed up to be at this kind of camp, (laughs) listen, I'm glad you're here and I'm glad that you are in a space that is safe and that we get to open the word of God together in a way of love and a way that searches for truth. The two cannot exist without each other. Does that make sense? We have a culture that teaches us that truth is really intolerant and that you just have to love, 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 love. And yet Jesus says, whoa, 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 whoa. You got to have both. We Christ follower have the most important thing for a world for people who do not know Jesus Christ. And it would be not it would be unloving of us if we were to withhold that truth of the salvation that Jesus Christ alone can offer for the payment of my sin that we would withhold that because we're afraid of what someone would think. Does that make sense? So my prayer for you guys this week is that as we open up the word of God and you hear from Brian Howard, who is the absolute best, you guys are gonna love him as we talk about the truth of God, right? That he existed in the beginning, he created all things, he sustains all things, he is the source of where we find our truth. As we then go and we look at the scriptures and say, Jesus, what's true about your life? What's true about your teaching? What's true about the way that you interacted with people? And then we're gonna talk about the reality of our sin that we are dead in our sin, that it separates us from God, and there is nothing, nothing that we could do in and of ourselves to make ourselves right before a holy God. We're going to talk about that. And then we're going to talk about the amazing, amazing gospel truths that God the Father sent His one and only Son to die for us while we were still sinners, dead in our sins, to die for us, to give us something that we do not deserve, grace, And to withhold from us something that we deserve, death. And then at the end of the week, we're just going to go, what do we do now? And how should our lives look? And the beautiful thing for you guys, I love you guys, but you get to go home with a church who is so excited to walk alongside you. Your youth pastors, your counselors, I assure you, would not be here if they didn't love you. And if they weren't sold out for this, that's why we're here. And this is the whole, whole reason for you, student, in Ponderosa Chapel, week one, take one, that we decided to go. The most important thing of this entire week of camp is that you would walk away with a greater understanding of God's word, knowing you are loved and on fire for the truth and not distracted by any potential distraction that we could have really created on a stage, in a film... All we wanna do is say this moment is so important and truth has never, ever been more critical, I firmly believe. And so we said we're gonna change it all and we're gonna strip it away because we want you to know and hear and believe us when we say nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. Does that make sense? Yeah, you guys awake, kind of. Good, okay, so here's the deal. I didn't really think about how I was gonna end this. (laughs) Hey, it's difficult. (laughs) I'm gonna pray for us. I'm gonna pray for us. Then I'm gonna say some things. Sound good? Let me pray. (sighs) Father God, you are so, so good. And Father, as we approach you tonight through prayer, God, would we first and foremost God, come to you with gratitude. God, it's so sweet to be inside of this chapel with these friends. God, after a long couple years of not being able to, and so, Father, we thank you for that. God, we thank you that you have done what you have done to get us to this place that we can be inside Pondy Chapel together, Lord. Father, I thank you for getting our churches here safely. God, I thank you for the work you are going to do this week at camp. Father, we know that as your word is taught, God, it will not return void. And so, Father, I pray and I ask that the friends here in this chapel would know that they are loved by you. God, that they are seen by you. And, Father, you have a plan for their life. And so, God, as we as the rest of the week as we talk about truth, Father, and make a claim and a stance that you are true for everyone. God, that when your son says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, that is true for every single person, whether or not we like it or believe it. God, would would all of those things be communicated from a genuine place of love, motivated by love. Father, knowing that when we call upon your name, we will be saved. And Father, we have that. We have that truth to share with a world that so desperately needs it. Jesus, thank you for tonight. Thank you that camp is fun. God, thank you that we get to be together. We praise these you things in your name. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, in case I didn't say this, my name is Sarah Danes. Um, <laughs> nice to meet you guys. Here's what we're going to do next, all right. I'm I'm pumped for this week of camp. Are you guys pumped? Yeah. Yes. Good, I have been waiting and anticipating and it is finally here. So here's what we're gonna do, in just a moment, not yet, listen up, I got some announcements. In just a moment, I'm gonna dismiss the guys and when I do, you're gonna go to Memorial Chapel. Ladies, where are you at? Always a good time. We're gonna stay back here in Ponderosa Chapel and then I feel like there's some stuff I should tell you guys about after that. I should, it's free time. Listen up, look, look, listen, listen. Last couple of things you guys are doing so good. It's free time after your guy time and your girl time. Cool? Yeah, you guys got that? Uh, the bell is gonna ring at 10.30, go back to your cabins. Youth pastors, if you're around, Mikey and I would love to connect with you guys. Uh, at Pine Tree Dining for a little, you know, just chat. See how we can be praying for you guys? And other than that, are you guys ready for an epic week? Yeah! All right, guys, go to Memorial. Girls, stay back!